Yo, welcome to another episode of Fun With Dumb. Today I'm joined by a friend who's visiting from New York City. Um, and I've worked with this man for a long time. But just in the last couple of years, I've just been a huge fan of his Instagram account. Um, and that sounds weird, just being a fan of an Instagram <laughs> account. But it's the content that he puts on there um, where he just he goes around New York City and documents the people of New York that make New York you know one of the greatest cities in the world and uh his name is nicholas heller nick heller um uh and his instagram account is new york nico what's up bro what's up man yo good thanks to for, see you thanks for tapping in with me bro. absolutely yeah i just saw I had you. to hit you up i saw your instagram and you were doing the, all the la shit mm-hmm. you had the <laughs> in yep. and out burger and shit in and out burger that was the first thing we did when we got here that's fire they always so, got that one in the by the airport and shit yep i thought i was uh going into it with like my my order i i, I thought i had my order locked like i didn't yeah. want to go in there and like look like a tourist even though i'm decked out in new york yeah, here yeah, yeah. but i wanted to at least have my order locked and I fucked it up. <laughs> I was like, because I, I, I'm not doing bread right now. Oh. And I know that they do the, the, the protein, lettuce wrap. The protein. So, though, exactly. Yeah. But I didn't know that it was called protein. So, I was just like, can I get the uh, the lettuce wrap? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. the lettuce oh, you wrap. need protein. Yeah. So, I just felt like an idiot. And then I <laughs> fucked up the onions. Like, I thought the... I, I said I wanted onions on my burger, and I thought yeah. they were going to give me those like nice grilled onions. Yeah, yeah. But they just gave me raw, raw onions. I mean, that's fine. People have a different way. But no, how know? how do I? What's the right way of saying it? Uh, animal style, or, or but no, because animal style is like the dressing and shit. Yeah, too, but right? they all the, the onions they grill them too. That's okay. part of the animal style thing. I don't know. I don't. I usually just get it animal style. Okay. But everyone has a preference. Some people like to get the onions grilled and mm. raw together mm. Mm. i don't know there's something about raw onions that make burgers good too it's mm-hmm. a separate kind mm-hmm. of different experience absolutely you know I mean? but oh. the, the well done fries oh key. yeah yeah, yeah. i've it, never it really I, changes like what people think of in and out fries oh absolutely. people think they're trash which really I, yeah like in and out fries that you know they just say it's trash compared to other shit sure. like mcdonald's fries are yeah, fire yeah, yeah. you know but um yeah i mean yeah, I got distracted. I got all passionate about it out for a second. <laughs> but by the way, actually, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I just saw a viral tweet mm. of a picture of an In-N-Out burger fully wrapped perfectly in the middle of a street in Queens. And someone tweeted that I just oh, found shit. this In-N-Out burger perfectly wrapped <laughs> in the middle That's of the street in Queens, New York. That's a trap. And they're like, I'm freaking out right wow. now. And the tweet's just going viral and shit. That's- probably a prank that's fucked that's up that's a though. glitch in the matrix bro so why aren't there in and outs in new york or well, on the east coast they say it's because um they get they source all their uh, ingredients directly from the farms so it's okay. close by gotcha. and they're all down here okay like they wouldn't if they do that if they open up there they would have to like find farms i don't know some shit like that mm. I, I don't know that they've tested it out they they did a pop-up in korea had people tenant in tents waiting for two days and shit wow. for the burger. Crazy. That's, that's pretty sad. Koreans love waiting for shit, though. <laughs> we're patient people. Okay? <laughs> we're very patient people. Why do you say that? Why do you say we love waiting for shit? Um, BTS was in town for SNL. Well, that's... Uh, yeah. But that wasn't just Koreans. Yeah. That, that was I mean, for Koreans. Yeah. Oh, you saw the, you saw them the waiting for SNL. The line insane. Yeah, Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I went to the concert here in the Rose Bowl. And, um, oh, shit. I, it was more, I was, like, documenting the fans. Because mm. with K-pop, I'm more interested in, like, the fandom than, oh, like, yeah. the actual Absolutely. music. You know? So... I went and I was interviewing people. It was crazy. Oh, you were? Yeah, I was interviewing people. Um, I'm working on this little doc and stuff. Nice. But it's so crazy because 
85 80% was probably non-Asian. Really? Yeah, it, it, the fan base has gone full on yeah, yeah. non-Asian, non-Korean. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's dope. It was dope. It was like cool seeing that. And then but then the, it was insane, bro. Like I went 2 days in a row you know wow. all day in the hot sun and not even inside the concert just yeah. outside just interviewing people no i mean I, I have so much respect for people who are that passionate about music or anything like yeah being a fan of something yeah. like, what, like what would you say you were a fan of like, like i was that? never a fan like that at Me all too. for anything yeah. for anything i've i i hate waiting i don't have patience so right. Um, Being a fan is like really waiting on a lot of oh, shit, yeah. right? Absolutely. <laughs> you got to wait on shit. Absolutely. Yeah, I Concerts. Never, uh, I say I'm a diehard fan of certain things, but, you know, like I'm a diehard Scorsese fan right. or a diehard Yankee fan, but I would never wait more than two hours to right. meet Scorsese or to get really good seats for a Yankee game. <laughs> yeah, there's different kinds of fandom too, I guess, where it's not like you going waiting outside his yeah. hotel room yeah. or and to talk to him, or, but... You've definitely studied his shit for mm-hmm. hours. Absolutely. Watch everything. Absolutely. What up, y'all? We interrupt your regular programming to tell you about Blue Chew. If you like sex, which I do because sex is tight, you'll love BlueChew.com. Blue Chew offers men a performance enhancement for the bedroom. And wouldn't you like to last longer and go extra rounds? BlueChew.com affiliated physicians work with you to find a dosage and active ingredients that is best for you. Chewables can work faster than pills, up to twice as fast. So go to BlueChew.com because BlueChew gives you confidence in bed every time. You and your partner will love it, chew it, and do it. I like that. Here's a great deal for you guys right now. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use my promo code DUMB. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code DUMB, D-U-M-B. This is the only chance you guys can get a great deal right now if you go to bluechew.com by using my promo code. Only $5 shipping, and you get your first order free. Bluechew.com. Last longer, go extra rounds. Sex is tight. Peace. Um, let's talk a little bit about how you got started with this Instagram account. Yeah. Um, actually, let's, let, let me just fill the listeners in on the history. I've known this dude for, we, we worked on a music video together about, what do you, what year was that? Do you remember? Uh, 2012. 2012, Which is okay. crazy. About seven years wow. ago now. <laughs> That's insane. And even before we worked on that, I just knew about his work because he did a lot of music videos mm-hmm. for underground rappers. Ricky Shabazz and the Boom Bat Boys. That was my production yep, company. Ricky Shabazz and Boom Bat Boys. And I'd start seeing that, like, the logo on certain videos because, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm in the underground hip-hop yeah, yeah, yeah. scene. Seeing that, and I would see shout that. out Soulcon, yeah, Soulcon, Brown else? Bag, Allstars, Homeboy Sandman, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'd see that, and at the time, I'm shooting tons of music videos, and I'm just trying to expand out of my crew of, of directors, you mm-hmm. know. So I come across your shit, I hit you up, you're like down to do a video, and th- it was the first actual music video that. Um, I didn't conceptualize either. Like, oh, really? You, you brought me oh, the I didn't whole. Even know that. Yeah, most of the music videos I always do. I'm always kind of. Uh, involved idea wise mm. but you had a whole idea you were like yo i never got to shoot this wow that's what you told me and, and <laughs> i was fire. like fuck it you know what i yeah. mean I, I think it was at that point i just wanted to try something different yeah you know well, i appreciate you putting your trust in me damn For real, that's man. huge that is the f- only video to this day that i haven't really conceptualized probably yeah damn 
Yeah, it's, a, it's called 10 Rounds. It was a bugged out video, banger. actually, too. It is a banger, though. <laughs> it's still one of my favorites. It's a great video. Um, and, and, and the way it ends and everything, um, but it involves hot hot dog suits, beating up a hot dog, mustard yeah. splattering, a gun. A sh- <laughs> you definitely get shot in the head. A fa- yeah, get shot in the head, a face-off, all types of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, great video. Meet, um, and then you, you, I remember talking to you, and you kind of lost interest in doing music videos mm-hmm. for a while, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And why was that? I don't know. Well, you also forgot about Huel Hauser. Oh, Huel Hauser. <laughs> Another banger, by the way. I love that song, too. But that was a video, the only video that my mom and, and yeah. Yeah, my mom was in, too, and Hell she yeah. acted in it. Hell yeah. Um, damn, Huel Hauser in 10 Rounds. I totally forgot about yeah. Huel Hauser before I... <laughs> I mean, that was towards the end of my career. <laughs> right, right. Oh, At that point, I was living in Los Angeles because I, I, I believe I filmed 10 Rounds when I was like doing a little staycation mm. in in uh, right. in LA, like right after college. And um, I was just like kind of testing the waters. And I had such, actually you're kind of the reason why I moved, I ended up moving out to LA mm. because I had such a great experience working with you. I was like, okay, I have no problem moving <laughs> here and making a career out right, of making right. music videos. Um, so after I shot 10 rounds, took a few months you know, back in New York and then came back to LA and was just fucking miserable here. Mm. I long story short, I ended up living here for six months. Yeah, you know, I shared a room with some kid. You, I mean, you saw my my crib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shared a room with some kid. I, you know, never got. I, I failed my driving test three times. Oh shit! So, and this was pre Uber, so I had to bike everywhere. <laughs> like, I, I probably did like two music videos, three music videos over the course of six months while I was here. Yeah, Hauser being one of them. Right. Um, but I was just like broke. I was really anxious, depressed. Um, and the music videos is not like bringing in crazy dough. That, but that's when I realized that that's, yeah. you know, I can't <laughs> make a, a living off of this. Right, right, right. Or I, you know, I can, but it would, it would be horrendous. Um, so then I moved back to New York after that. Um, and that's when everything kind of started clicking for me. What up, y'all? Fun with Dumb is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with dozens of classes ranging from creative to entrepreneurial skills. I'm talking photography, creative writing. Um, if you want to learn how to use certain programs on your computer, they have everything. Um, and this is perfect for anybody who's trying to revisit a passion project or just step out of your comfort zone and learn some new shit. Because this podcast is all about that for me. I'm trying to learn from the OGs and veterans and experts in their field who come here and talk to me. Um, and I've used Skillshare for the last month, and I've um, I've learned how to use this like program on my iPad Pro because I just got that. Learning how to draw, and I didn't think they'd even have it, but they had that class from beginners to intermediate to advanced, like three different courses, multiple teachers teaching even the same thing. You can kind of choose which one you want to go with, and it's been very useful. Um, and I, I've also found out about all these other classes that I want to take that I never thought I'd want to. And just for all my Fun With Dumb listeners right now, I'm going to offer you a special deal where you can get two months of Skillshare for free. That's two months of Skillshare for free. You just got to go to Skillshare.com slash D-U-M-B. That's Skillshare.com slash D-U-M-B. This is only for my Fun With Dumb listeners. Go right now to Skillshare.com slash D-U-M-B and use Skillshare for free for two months. Peace out, y'all. You won't regret it. Peace. Yeah. Um, um, but so, I, you know, without having this L.A. experience uh, for six months, I probably never would have found this new appreciation for, for New York City. Yeah, know, I was going to ask you that, like, if it's 
if your relationship with New York was always that passion? Never. Yeah. No, because I was. It was all I knew. So I really took it for granted. Like I was born and raised in Union Square, yeah. which you know you're familiar with. It's kind of like the heart of the city, um, and I just took it for granted. You know, I, th- I think relationships with cities that we're from that's that's the biggest um, level of like things we take for granted. Absolutely, because um, we are we're on the same streets every mm-hmm. day. Absolutely, going through it. We don't we don't realize how beautiful it can be. Right. Totally. I mean, it takes being out of your your city for a while in order to appreciate it and that's what that's what i did like you know i I think a year after college i stayed in new york then i moved to los angeles to pursue music videos six months i did a i remember i did like a cross-country road trip to get out here to la so i got to experience a ton of different cities in in the united states um Los Angeles for an extended period of time. Then when I came back to New York, it opened my eyes. It made me realize that this is like the city that I I I belong. Right. Because um, I've experienced, you know, I've given all these other cities a fair shot. This is, you know, and they're all great cities, but New York is is for me. Like right. th- that works best with with who I am. So how how did this all happen? Like you just started taking little videos on your instagram um it just happened naturally right? yeah it was pretty gradual uh i'm well actually right after i moved back from la i was like super down in the dumps because i was living back with my parents um you know i i thought that i was going to be this famous music video director (laughs) but it didn't pan out right right um so i was figuring out what my next move was and i remember uh i was sitting in union square park and i was kind of like reflecting on life figuring out what i was going to do um and this uh this guy who i'd seen growing up just as like a new york street character walked by and i took kind of this low point in my life as an opportunity to go and talk to him um and this guy who if you follow me you probably know who he is um ted Avon, the six foot seven freestyling jew mm-hmm. uh, he's this tall six foot seven white dude with dreadlocks who carries around this 10 pound sign that says the six foot seven Jew will freestyle rap for you. Right. So he's like a nomad healing freestyling crazy, not crazy. He's like a, you know, very normal person, but uh, eccentric, I right, guess. Right. Right. Um, but I kind of like took this, this low point in my life as an opportunity to just say, fuck it. I'm going to go talk to this guy for once and, you know, f- learn his story. Um, so I did, we ended up walking around the city for like two hours. I was talking to him. And by the end of of us hanging out, I was like, yo, I've never made a documentary before, but I would love to make a film about you if you were interested. And and I figured he'd say no, because in my eyes, I considered him a celebrity. And that's mm. something that's never changed for me. Like, I've always considered these, these street people celebrities. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, any average person walking down the street would see him and think, oh, that's an interesting looking guy, but right, probably right. think they're like a bum or something like that. I have always considered them celebrities. Right. So. And you are familiar with a lot of the, the characters that you meet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I figured he'd say no, but he said yes. And I was like, okay, shit, I better figure out how to make a documentary. So I uh, just winged it. Fortunately, it, it, uh, it was pretty good. Um, and I had the idea to just keep doing these, these little videos with, you know, interesting street people around New York city. So after him, I did a a short doc on this guy who calls himself Spider-Man who dresses up as Spider-Man and, and rides people around in a rickshaw, uh, in the East village. 
Um, so I did something on him. So then I had these two like five minute documentaries and uh, I was basically able to kind of sell this concept for an ongoing series um, based on, you know, documenting New York City street characters. Right. And that series was called Know Your City, N-O Your City. Yeah. Um, we did eight episodes. Um, it did really well. Did another eight episodes. Um, and then from there, I've just like, I, I had this brand new appreciation for the city and love for, for right. the characters. Um, you know, cause the, the characters in New York, there's characters everywhere, but the characters in New York are, you know, people who I identify with more and, and, and kind of, um, appreciate more than anywhere yeah. else. Um, I think there was, a, you know, with New York, especially such a, like a grand city where people ha there already, already has this reputation of the decades, you know, with mm -hmm. the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. It kind of, people started thinking it's gone downhill as far as the eccentricity. Yeah, it, yeah. Right? And then, like, I feel like, you know, so many brands have just done so much with it, mm -hmm. you know? Totally. Um, and, and I feel like from your lens and your eyes, like, it kind of gets back to, like, the, the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, the reason, w one of the main reasons why I did this series was because uh, I felt like we were losing a lot of those characters right um, either they were you know getting priced out of New York or uh, you know they they were passing away or whatever mm -hmm. so I just wanted to like document these people while we still had them um, and people people really appreciated it it didn't you know it didn't go crazy um, I, we put them up on YouTube it would get like a couple thousand views some got a little bit more yeah. But nothing crazy, um, and I, you know, I was producing stuff that I really liked, but it was kind of discouraging that it wasn't going viral because I was like, these char these are people who should be going viral. So um, I decided to uh, start filming the same characters on my on my phone. Right. Um, so I started this Instagram page where I just would like, you know, film these characters fifteen seconds. I think it was at the time. Um, no cuts or anything and i would just like check in with them every once in a while right um and over you know a year two years um i just started gradually growing this fan base of people who like really wanted to to check in on on these new york city characters yeah. um yeah. and then you know a few uh crazy viral videos got me a lot more followers and but it's interesting when you say that because like you'll it just wild like we'll work on some shit that's like a crazy piece that's mm -hmm. 10 minutes 20 minutes yeah exactly and then like barely gets shared compared yeah. to like a 15 second well, it, video and, i mean it makes sense because people have really short attention yeah. spans it's really hard to get somebody to click on a is YouTube that just link. gonna get worse you think probably yeah it's just <laughs> i mean you know what was vine six seconds right Right. Um, I'm just wondering if things are going to go in a cycle and maybe return but, to but actually, enjoying long form. That, that stuff, brings me to, you know. to kind of where we are currently. Um, so I'll catch you up to speed. So, you know, a few viral videos, uh, you know, got, got my page um, more notice, I guess, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, more interesting reoccurring characters and stuff like that. So that kind of takes you to where we are today. I have, you know, close to 200,000 followers, mm -hmm. um, pretty devoted fan base. Um, and about uh, like nine months ago, I kind of wanted to go back to making these short form films that right. kind of dug deeper into a character's story. 
And I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'll, I'll pay for it myself. If it doesn't get a lot of views, that's fine. Uh, I just want to do it for, for myself. Because right. I'm, I'm a filmmaker. Like, that's, that's how I make money. I, right. I direct commercials. I do branded content, documentaries. Um, so, you know, I have, I have the skills to, to make something um, that, you know, I feel like people would, would like if they actually sat down and watched it. So I made a documentary on one of my characters. His name is Big Mike. Um, and he's the the manager at Astor Place Hairstylist, which mm-hmm. is the oldest barbershop in Manhattan. Oh, wow. Um, and I've been getting my hair cut there since I was 10. So he's this this big, big fat dude who uh, manages the, the barbershop. He sits behind um, the the desk that uh, that you see when you first walk in. And he right. just tells you who who's going to cut your hair. Um, and I'd never spoken to him. Like I'd been going there yeah. all my life. I'd never spoken to him cause he's just like this kind of grouchy New York guy. Right. Um, but one day I was getting my hair cut. This was like three years ago and I went to use the restroom and on my way to the restroom, I saw that the storage area was open. So I just poked my head in and there was Mike with his shirt off painting a Van Gogh inspired biggie. Right, right, um, right. And I was just like blown away. I was like, why is Mike paint you know right. why is this guy painting painting a van gogh inspired biggie piece um so i asked him and he told me that uh he's 56 years old or whatever he's always wanted to paint um but never had the opportunity to because he like lives in new jersey he commutes to to new york to manage the barbershop right. for 12 hours a day you know married kids never had the time but he's like one day he was like fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna make time i'm gonna do it every day on my lunch break at yeah. astor place um, and kind of just like teach himself. So when I caught him doing the Van Gogh inspired Biggie, he had just started. Right. Um, so I was like, dude, like I'm going to keep checking up on you. I want to, yeah. I want to see what happens. Um, cause it was really good too. Right. You right, know? right. Um, so I, w- I would check in with him, uh, every, every few weeks, every few months. And, uh, over the course of like a year and a half, he, he amassed this huge gallery yeah, I saw in that. the storage area. I saw of, that area and it yeah. was just crazy how many paintings. Were also there. like, just for context, you you have to understand how iconic this barbershop is. Right, right. Like, its heyday was kind of in the 90s. Um, every celebrity would go there. Mm. You know, like, new kids on the block would get their hair cut there. Right. Um, they they kind of invented the, uh, you know, like, the designs that people yeah, would get yeah, in yeah, the back yeah. of their head. They invented that. Oh, like, okay. OGs. Right. Um, and uh, so, for me, it was just, like, so cool that there was this little hidden hidden gem within this right. this iconic barbershop so um so i i was like you know what i'm gonna take a page out of mike's book because i i um kind of put off doing passion projects because in my mind i'm like i'm only gonna do stuff if i get paid to do it right but i'm like why fuck it like i have enough money you know i can i can i can do something for for fun even if it costs me a few bucks like right. this is something that that'll be really cool whether or not people watch it. Um, so I, I also like would use excuses that I was too busy, but again, never too busy. Right. Um, so I decided to make a film about Mike. Um, and, uh, it just, it blew up. Yeah. Then like the mayor. Come yeah. 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 So we had a screening, uh, of the film at Astor place while Mike had his first art show. That's dope. Um, so it was super sick. The mayor showed up to the screening, which was crazy. Like, you know, a lot of people don't like the mayor, but the fact <laughs> that he came to this screening right, right. with like secret service and shit, it was just so fucking cool. That's sick. You know, the, the news came, 
Uh, it got crazy coverage. Vice covered it, NBC, everyone. Um, and then Mike just started like selling his work for thousands mm. upon thousands of dollars. Wow. You know, fast forward to today, you know, w we released this film like eight months ago. He has his, a solo show in Chelsea right now. He uh, was in the New York Times, the Sunday New York Times a wow. few weeks ago. Has is selling his paintings for like five to twenty five thousand dollars. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> it's just really cool, and um, I I love that. Like I'm a part of that story, you know. Right. So I want to just like keep doing shit like that. Yeah, I feel like there's a, there's a several um, people that you've talked to or documented yeah. that's doing really well. Oh yeah, too. I know you, uh, Luca. Yeah, right? of course. Everybody. I mean. It, and it, it works both ways. Like, Why don't you talk about some of the characters, actually? Yeah, just, absolutely. Uh, for the people who aren't familiar. I mean, for the people who aren't familiar, you should have my Instagram out yeah. right now. You know, <laughs> just scroll through. You should be. I mean, it's, it's the intro. <laughs> the intro was the Instagram. So oh, okay, I'm pretty cool, sure cool. they would have followed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you're scrolling through, uh, yeah. why don't you talk about some of these people? So we got, uh, we got a, a bunch of characters. We got Luca two times. Yeah. Who's uh, an 11. Actually, I think he's 12 now. Uh, a 12-year-old food critic from Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah. He's this little chubby Italian kid. Very Italian charismatic. Kid, very charismatic. Yeah. A lot of people say he's like a, like a young Andy Milanakis, <laughs> which I love because Andy Milanakis, you've, have you not I love had him Andy. on the show? No, I'm going to. Andy's my boy. He's so like, Andy, uh, the Andy Milanakis show is a low key, like not a lot of people know this, oh, but it's a on. huge inspiration. No, I'm saying oh, it's, it's a huge oh, yeah, inspiration yeah. For, for what I do. Oh, okay, okay. Like his man on the street shit. Right, right. And the people that he met, like Ralphie. Yeah. Um, the old lady. Right. His his uh, his other neighbor. Fuck, I'm forgetting the names. It's been a while. Right, right, right. But um, huge inspiration for, for what I do. Yeah. Um, I've actually never met him, but hope to one day. But anyway, Luca is is kind of like a, a mini version of Andy Milnakis. Just really right. charismatic, can talk with anybody, uh, very like clever. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of just like started with Luca. Um, I was just filming him because I thought he was this funny little kid. And how'd you how'd you meet him? It was just I, so I met him. Uh, I one of the the places that I frequent a lot in Williamsburg is called the Panini Shop. Yeah. Um, and this area of Williamsburg is like very Italian. Um, or back in like the the 60s 70s 80s it was very very italian like almost f all italian but over the course of the years you know with gentrification and shit kind of more hipsters have moved in and uh, you see less of these italians right um but the the ones that are still there frequent the og spots like the panini shop and you right. know like the og pizza spot and you know the og italian red sauce joint and stuff mm -hmm. like that so all of the uh, the OG Italians come to the panini shop, and I don't know if it's because I'm you know part Italian or whatever, but I've always had a fascination with Italian Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, maybe it's the Sopranos or whatever. Right. Um, so I would go to the panini shop a lot, um, and uh, my boy Sabino, who who is the son of Anthony and Sons, uh, Anthony and Sons panini shop. Uh, he just introduced me to Luca one day and I just started filming him. So and he's just like a neighborhood kid. He's just a neighborhood kid, yeah. Wow. Um, and I, I put the camera on him and he started reviewing one of the sandwiches at the panini shop. Yeah. And <laughs> it just like blew he my fucking mind. He, he reviewed, reviewed it. it. <laughs> he reviewed it. Like it was the, the FDNY sandwich. It's yeah. like 
uh, ch- uh, chicken cutlet, vodka sauce, bacon. It's a sick sandwich. It's, it's actually just, you know what? It's it's a great concept in general, a, a kid reviewing Dude, food. Dude, yeah, it's right? perfect. I mean. Because you get the most honest you know, feedback from absolutely, a kid. You absolutely. Know? They're not the most articulate, but yeah, it's very. Yeah, but it's super honest. You know, super like, you know honest. how kids are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I was just filming him and he reviewed the sandwich and it just like blew up on my page. Um, and then I just like would go back and, and film him and now we're like you know super close friends uh he's had so many uh plugs like he was right. on the rachel ray show twice um that's amazing he was on the wendy williams show right he, you know everyone has written about him um he's you know he's he i think he has like thirty thousand instagram followers right so he's you know he's a he's definitely a star on my page um, other characters, Tiger Hood. Tiger Hood, fucking Who's, legend. He's tell tell. So Tiger about Hood, him. you know, I know I'm not supposed to choose favorites, but Tiger Hood <laughs> is like, he's just one of the best people I've ever met in my yeah. entire life. Um, Tiger Hood is so it's kind of hard to explain his story, but the second film that I made after Big Mike Takes Lunch was a film about Tiger Hood called Neighborhood Golf Association. Okay, so I can encourage everyone to watch that because it tells his whole story. But uh, in short, Tiger Hood um, plays golf with milk containers around New York City. Right. Um, and he's been doing so for the past 10 years. Just like trying to get into this bucket. And trying to get into a bucket, yep. Yeah. Um, and he's just a spectacle and the nicest dude ever, like, you know, encourages everyone to play with him. And, um, you know, a, a little known secret about him is that he's, well, I guess it's not a little known secret because he, anyway, he... Um, He's a he's a super talented street photographer and has oh, wow. the craziest collection of film photographs from the 90s and early 2000s. Oh, wow. And you know this was around the time that not everyone had a camera, right. so he has shit that no one has right. seen right. or captured. Um, so while he's golfing, he uh, puts his photos on display, and that's how he makes money. Right. Um, and yeah, so I, I made a film about him. He's you know that that film. Um, we did in conjunction with his first art show. Right. So there's kind of like a theme with all these films that I'm doing. It's kind of like... That's why I, I like the way you document New York now because like we like you said about the street photography, there was a time where s- so many things were documented, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of historians um, in, in New York City all throughout the decades, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. 90s. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not saying there is less of it, but the way we share that is different. Now. Absolutely. So I feel like the way you're documenting it is the more updated version yeah. of that Absolutely. back then. Absolutely. You know, and Tiger did the same thing that I did uh, that I'm doing now. Like he mm-hmm. uh, wanted to, you know, he filmed a lot or I'm sorry, uh, photographed a lot of street performers and people who he wanted to catch before they, they left um, or became famous. Like right. he, he used to hang out with Dave Chappelle and David Blaine and got great photographs of them when they were young. Right. Um, but yeah, he's he's just such such a great guy. Um, doesn't care who you are. Like as long as you show love, he shows love back. Right. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a star. He was when we put the film out. Golf Digest wrote about it, which was sick because yeah. like you know that's his thing. Um, ESPN. Yeah, everyone's covering him. It's great. There's, I mean, there's, um, you did, you went through a talent show, right? Yeah, yeah. I did a talent show a couple years ago uh, that was hosted by Jeff Garland. Yeah, what's the story Um, with Jeff Garland's involvement? I've I've been seeing Jeff is, yeah, Jeff's the homie. Um, he, uh, he reached out on Instagram a couple years ago. 
um, said that he was a fan of the account and he was going to be in town and wanted me to take him around. Yeah. Um, so I took him around and it was a really great day. Took him to Astor Place, um, the, the hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Um, took him to see Tiger Hood. Uh, he met Matthew Silver, who's another one of my characters. Um, and it was just a great time. So now every time he's in New York uh, or I'm in LA, we'll connect. And People are just drawn to that, you know? Like, yeah. you know, it's, for me, just being part of this city, Los Angeles, and growing up here. Mm. And, you know, I always say people sometimes will have a bad experience here, and it's not necessarily because of the city, but maybe what you experience, the part of it. You know, it's like there's yeah. LA and there's Hollywood. Right. And that's a whole different vibe and mm. mentality. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Out here. Um, but I grew up in going to the open mics and like mm-hmm. the OG spots too out here. For sure. And I had, you know, I, I remember seeing all these types of characters that I, I see on your page, mm-hmm. you know, and um, uh, that's, I think that people are just, I, I was drawn to that and that's why I, I supported your page off the jump. Yeah, man, you know, I was like, that. this shit is fire. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many people I think kind of connect the same way. That's Definitely. why Jeff Garland's and all these like big people in their own industries are like always following and I see their likes on the shit. Yeah, man. It's, it, it's so cool. It's so cool. I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to, to do this, you know, is this, um, and you didn't think it was going to be this continuous thing and kind Not of it's all. a brand of in, in itself, right? Absolutely. You- I never thought it was going to take off. Cause you know, when I, when I was doing these know your city shorts, um, I tried to like, so I, I said that we sold the series. I I got like a private uh, in, investor. I right, guess right. Um, we weren't. We didn't end up selling the series, but I ended up making money, which is right. how I like was able to support myself. Right, right. So we didn't sell the series, and the reason why we didn't sell the series was because everyone said it was too underground. Mm. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't mainstream enough. Right. Um, which is why I'm so shocked that this is kind of that I have you know however many followers to whatever 200,000 followers now because I I never expected this to go beyond you know just like this niche group in New York City do you You have plans to make it more mainstream in a way I I guess I don't know if that's I mean the the honestly you know the Instagram is I I try not to to give myself any or put any pressure on myself right right because it's just I'm just having fun with it like the right the goal of the Instagram is is to like uplift other people, um, to help out other people, right? Uh, and just to like give back to the city, show love to the city. It's kind of cool how this your whole like kind of life mission has shifted. You yeah, know? absolutely. From um, what it was, yeah, so definitely. No more rap videos. Or no more rap videos. <laughs> not for, not for, for right now. No. Um, right, right. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not like taking tons of meat. Like I get hit up a lot. Right. Um, to like turn it into a TV show or I, something, but yeah, I assume that you did just because yeah, you know look, people. There's so many media outlets like looking for content. Absolutely, now. it's just insane, you know. Yeah. And something like that is like a gold mine right. for a lot of them. But it, I mean, I'm not, and I'm definitely down to do it. It's just got to be like the right right person yeah. that I do, it, or the right the right. right people that I do it with. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I'd, I'd love for it to become more mainstream. I would love to make a feature length film or uh you know a television series or something like that um you know the the documentaries that i've been doing on these characters for, like the longer form documentaries mm-hmm. that i've been doing have been doing really really well i just dropped so i told you big mike was first did a did a short on him tiger hood was second did a short on yeah. him and the third was this woman stephanie boyce 
who I just did a documentary on, it released like last week and we had a screening for her and that has gotten the best response so far. Oh, wow. Um, Talk a little bit about her. I, so I Stephanie Boyce, it's, it, sh she's harder to explain, yeah. so I really would encourage everyone to watch right, it. Right, okay. Um, but uh, she uh, is an older lady who has seen a lot of shit. She's gone through a lot of shit. Um, you know, she was like in and out of group homes, um, struggled with mental illness, addiction, um, and over the past six years, she developed this really beautiful friendship with uh, actually a famous tattoo artist, Mark Cross, who owns a gallery, a um, tattoo uh, parlor called Rose Tattoo in, mm -hmm. in Williamsburg, and also an art gallery called Mud Guts. And they first met six years ago because he was tattooing um, uh, around the corner from the group home that she was at, and she just would go to bum cigarettes from him. And then she started uh, selling drawings that she had done for like a dollar um, every time she went by. So right. Mark started collecting all of these drawings that she did and kind of encouraged her to keep going. Um, and long story short, over the past six years, he's collected over a thousand drawings from her. Oh, wow. Um, and she also started going to other tattoo parlors just because she feels so welcome there and is really like drawn to that world. Wow. Um, so she's like really big in the tattoo community in New right. York. It's it's actually crazy. Like you ask any any tattoo artist in Brooklyn if they know Stephanie Boyce's, they will know who she is. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, Mark decided to have uh, an art show for her at his gallery, Mud Guts, and it sold out. Um, and I just kind of did a did a film uh, about that whole thing, and and we screened it the other night, and it was fucking incredible. So many people showed up. Right. Um, it was very very emotional. And you're doing doing a lot of these screenings just out of um, just random places. Yeah. That yeah. 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 Story. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it's all about, you know. Yeah, what what's like your ultimate, you know, goal with, out of with doing these videos? Dude, and, I don't know, man. I'm um, uh, like, what's what's the kind of message you would want it, it to resonate with people just watching it, coming across it? I mean, I, I love kind of where it's just going naturally, right. you know. Like, I've kind of built a following now for you know, I, my following. Um, a lot, the majority of the people who who watch these films are coming from my Instagram. Right. But there's also people kind of just like from the film community who are now following me and, and appreciating the work that That's I do, cool. which is great. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the dream at this point, and it's definitely an achievable dream, it'll probably happen in the next couple of years, but I really want to do a feature. Um, I just want to make sure that it's the, the right the right feature. You and know? It's been a while. I don't want to rush into it. It's been a while since you've done like a scripted thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know I don't know if it would be scripted. I definitely want to do a yeah. scripted at some point in my life. So you want to do a full length like documentary? I want to do a full full length That's documentary. Cool. I think that would be kind of the ideal next yeah, step. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's tough cuz I don't want it to be on just one person, you Right, know? right. Um so, yeah, I mean, it'll happen eventually, but I definitely do want to do scripted at some point. Um, cuz right. I feel like just, you know, I'm always in New York like walking around i've yeah. seen so much shit i have so many stories in my back pocket and i know that i have like the ingredients for right. an amazing film or television show or whatever right. scripted i just don't have like the recipe for it yeah yeah and i, um, I would i would definitely think a full length documentary though would be kind of like your culmination of definitely all the stuff that you've absolutely. been doing for the last couple of years absolutely yeah but uh yeah man i'm just having fun with it 
you know are you meeting any new people like uh, you know is it in the last is it a lot of people that you kind of been familiar with but is there like um just recently you met like a new person yeah i mean meeting new people all the time but most recently there's this dude i don't know if you've seen him um his name's wally he's the laundry the la- the dry cleaner i think i saw something about he's, it yeah. dude he's uh he's an, on another <laughs> level he's this just like really charismatic dry cleaner from the bronx right um and i found him because okay so he has this dry cleaner in the bronx i guess he hired like this young uh social media manager to like help him out with his instagram yeah because he had you know like 24 followers <laughs> it's right, like right, right, right. you know he just wanted to help boost sales or whatever and this social media manager i guess was uh like spamming big new york pages yeah like you know check out my page blah 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 spam my page i don't know why because usually i I don't pay any attention to that but for some reason i was drawn to it so i clicked on the link yeah and the first video was of this big guy um kind of looked like an overweight older bobby cannaval yeah yeah, um like super kind of like dark italian looking um and he's just like just talking about his business and this super thick uh bronx accent um was super charismatic passionate um so funny like i was dying laughing um so i decided to uh call him because you know his number was on his instagram yeah um, and I called him. I was like, yo, man, like, this is New York Nico. He's like, who? who? Who's New York Nico? And then I found out that, like, you know, it was somebody who was handling his Instagram. Right. But long story short, I, like, reposted that video that he posted. Yeah. And it just blew up. Like, people fell in love with him immediately. That's amazing. And we linked up, kicked it off, uh, or hit it off. And uh, he just started posting kind of... Uh, I mean, he posts a ton of videos, a day, like nine videos a day, <laughs> just like daily inspiration, motivation. Right, right, right. Um, and he's kind of got, he got this name, Mr. Positive from his fans. Yeah. The DJ Khaled of laundry. <laughs> he's just like dropping gems daily. And uh, uh, that just reminded me just of seeing, finding about out about that kid who sells uh, um, international snacks and stuff. Oh, yeah, to, to yeah. His, from his super trunk. Super snack store, yeah. Yeah, super snack store. That oh, was yeah. interesting, too. Absolutely. Like, seeing shit like that, I love, bro. Me, too, man. That's that hustler shit, Me, too. You know? It's amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, World Star start, it posts uh, Wally all the time, so he's just, he has, like, 25,000 followers at this right. point. Huge, devoted fan base. It's kind of wild. Yeah, and it's, it's also just finding out about the history these people have like you said you know just finding out how tiger hood had this cra- crazy talent mm-hmm. you know with with the photography yep. um that woman who has who's that has this in with the tattoo yeah. parlors yeah. like it must be kind of surprising for you right you dig yeah, deeper and just find these little gems that's great i love it yeah yeah um what's uh so what's next do you have anything in the works right now like um few few secret projects up in the air um if they work out it'll be super next right but you know you don't you don't do youtube huh nah yeah just nah i don't do youtube instagram um yeah it's too much work yeah but uh yeah i don't know man i'm just gonna keep keep doing some documentaries right um keep keep uh hanging out with my friends what's the craziest shit you think you captured like on the fly um, the craziest shit I captured on the fly, I can't say on camera, but I will oh, 100% <laughs> oh, tell you shit. after. 
Okay, okay. I, I probably need like a year before I can go public with oh, it. Oh, really? But it's wild. It's like oh, the best shit. story I have. It's the best New York story I have. That's amazing. So, I mean, so after this whole experience has changed the dynamic with the relationship you have with the city. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously grew up there. You're like full on New Yorker. Mm-hmm. But like what have is what's the newest thing you've learned about your city? Um, the, I feel like New York has a has a bad rap. Like people think New Yorkers are rude. Right. Um, like if you're from out of town. Um, you might come to the city and think New Yorkers are rude, but I feel like that's so not true. Right. You know, like as long as you treat New Yorkers with respect and don't stare at them weird, like they will be just as, as nice and, and courteous back I to you. I think that's a lot of entitlement too. Oh, absolutely. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like yeah. that's rude. Like yeah. what, what are your entitled absolutely. <laughs> motherfuckers to come up to you nah, man, and say hi all the time? It's like, true. dude, chill. Let people just do their thing. Like if you're a tourist and you need help, they will help you right you know um new yorkers are really good people right uh yeah it's i I, honestly man like in my whole life i've probably been in like five situations where new yorkers have been really fucking rude to me (laughs) you know like um but for the most part if you know how to act um you know they'll they'll treat you with respect yeah i love that you you roll up and you start filming everyone's cool with it they almost yeah. like it there's like some like stars like some yeah, of them even sure. ham it up and shit like for sure i mean you just gotta uh do it from like a genuine place right you know um you definitely for me, just like, earned that trust too absolutely for yeah. me everyone i put on my page um is like someone who i respect or admire in some form or fashion like a lot of people don't get the point of my page like maybe you know they they found me through uh world star or subway mm-hmm. creatures or you know, somewhere else, uh, and, and don't have much context. Maybe right. they've just seen one, one of my posts and think that, you know, I just post like crazy New York shit. Um, and then they'll like DM me a photo of a homeless guy, like shitting himself. Right. I'm like, that's not my page at all, <laughs> you know, like, and, and, uh, I, it, you know, I would never do anything like that. I, I gen- generally just post, you know, people who, who I appreciate, admire, you know whether it's candid or not yeah um you know it's it's gen it's usually coming from a good place right 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 yeah so well that's what's up yeah man new york nico make sure you follow him mm. on instagram it's probably my favorite instagram page wow. actually you know it's funny i don't have like i don't think of like oh these are the top yeah, three yeah, instagram yeah. pages i just know i like that page oh wow and the shit that. on it but Thank um you, make sure y'all follow now you guys have the context so you know it's not just like a homeless dude shitting yeah exactly don't and, send me that yeah yeah i that, that's you get blocked that's for the ig stories <laughs> that's not for the, the timeline right yep, <laughs> that's for the exactly. ig stories but um I'm, i always love tapping in with you out there um sometimes i'll text you and, and oh, i remember yeah. one time taking a stroll with you through like union yeah, square man and uh you had all those people come up to you and be like yo you're from you're the battle rap yeah yeah that's the thing new york (laughs) is like i get recognized here and there but new york they love me for the battle rap that's the thing you're like yo we be battle rapping it's some real new york shit yeah no i appreciate like battle rap yeah hell yeah and you know union square is pretty legendary for like freestyling and Mm -hmm. stuff (laughs) it's a great place to hang out anyways but it's dope i remember when i tapped in with you, you you literally just You'd be like walking around the yeah, city. Yeah, man. Well, I'm not working. I'm just walking. Right, right. And what, wait, what part of the city are you? Are you in, uh, I'm in like, Bed Stuy. Okay, in, okay. In Brooklyn. That's yeah. what's up. I'm going to New York tomorrow, so hell yeah. Catch you, caught you right on time. How long dude. are you gonna be there for? 
Uh, just probably till Thursday or Friday. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh, I, I wanted to share one story before we wrap it Please. up, too. Um, I remember, because uh, I'm good friends with Aquafina, mm-hmm. and you worked in a video store with her, like, <laughs> as teenagers. When we were, like, 15. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, what's the, you got, you, so you, we worked at uh, Evergreen Movie Rentals. Right. It was my first job. Um, I actually got fired. Uh, and the reason why I got fired, the boss said, was because he had complaints from my coworkers that I was too ADD, <laughs> which is crazy because imagine that happening now. Right, you right. You know, how right. much trouble this guy yeah, would get it's into. It's like problematic. So unpolitically correct right. or whatever. Um, Wait, but, did, Nora, uh, did Nora complain? No, no. I <laughs> spoke to her about it later, and she said she, that she loved me. Okay. Like, I don't, maybe she did. Maybe Nora snitching. Would you Nora's confront her? Like you confront, were you the one snitching? Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. um, but, but that's uh, great. So you guys were both th- that young. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And this is like a pretty... Uh, known video store right i mean it was I mean, okay it definitely right. isn't around anymore but, right 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 but uh yeah they fired me and then i i made a stink about it and they rehired me um two hours a week at minimum wage to clean used dvds in the back room right yeah so that's amazing that's cool yeah. link man <laughs> two two super new yorkers working know, together man. in this video that's store that's crazy that's crazy um yo nick thank you so much yo, for pulling you, up man, man. I, I love everything you're doing make sure you guys follow new york nico dude is i think about to surpass my followers wow so i gotta get on my Damn. shit i gotta get on my you LA. i gotta start run. filming crazy people and <laughs> uh and i gotta LA. get some la heads on yeah, yeah. i mean um i feel like it's it's inspiring i'm I'm wondering if like t- different people in other cities are doing this too you know based off of it or yeah. something that'd be kind of cool i don't know to see no place like new york though right <laughs> la versus new york over here. <laughs> 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 but yeah thanks for pulling up course, um man. tune in next week for another episode of fun with them peace